Weekend Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Weekend Show. My name is Ken Kidney, and as you might suspect, I am joined by my highly electable co-host, Gareth. Say hello to our loyal listeners, Gareth. Vote Gareth. Vote Gareth. Vote Ken. Yeah, Ken. But when I ran for student council, Ken, back in, in a secondary school, yes. or high school for you Americans out there, uh, my, my slogan for running for student council was, Vote Gareth. Yes. A highly successful slogan, because I got elected, Ken. I also got elected for two terms as president. Uh, they tried to stage a political coup. Yes. In, in my second year, because I, I, was, I missed the class where they did the vote that year. Yeah. And they voted for someone else, and I shut it down. <laughs> and I'm like, nope. Doesn't count. I'm still here. So I'm anti-democracy again. Uh, yeah, so that that maybe puts uh, the kibosh on uh, our topic for this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so coming up on the show this week, we discussed the 2016 Irish general election because the world is interested. Yeah, the world is paying attention to our general election, not the one that's been going on for like seven years in America so far. Ours, ours was done and dusted in three weeks. Yeah. Beat that America. We, we, it's illegal to campaign before that. Literally illegal. Exactly, you actually get fined for that shit. Yeah, they they put up like posters, but none of the posters because some people put up like generic posters beforehand. It's like, oh, Simon Coveney, good for Cork, but he can't actually say like vote for me because that's illegal. So he can kind of say, like in an indirect way, vote for me, but also he can't say he can say what he's done and all that, but he he cannot say at any stage in that process vote for me. In fairness, people kind of voted for Simon Coveney. He did get in, but... Well, what do you he, mean, kind of? He, he got elected. I voted for him. Yeah, he did get elected. Yeah. And he, but he was, he was, I think, on the very last count, he didn't actually meet the quota in the end. Yeah, so he's... Yeah, in Ireland, it's not kind of a first-past-the-post system. We'll talk a bit, a bit more about this later, but basically there's a uh, quota based on the, the, the voting turnout, and... Uh, yeah, it's that divided by the number of candidates plus one. Yeah. There you go. That's our quota. Uh, uh, so you can either get, you can actually get elected. Sorry, the number of seats plus one, not the number of candidates. Thanks for interrupting me, Karen. I'm sorry, I had to correct myself. But the 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 deal is like obviously there's going to be some candidates that pass pass the quota. There's then there's other candidates who pass the quota after the the surplus votes from the popular candidates are distributed. Yeah, and then there's that. then there's the worst of the worst guy, the bottom of the barrel, the people who get elected without passing the quota. Yeah. Because our, our political system is proportional representation through a single transferable vote. So you vote for who you prefer on the ballot from one to however many people there are or however many people you choose to vote for. There was 15 in our constituency. My you hand went, was sore by the end of it. You the went all the way to the end. I went yeah. as far as three. Going to 15. I was diligent. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm voting, I'm ranking all these people. And so when one person is eliminated, their transfers, so their two, threes, fours, etc., are distributed amongst everyone else until we have as many people who fill the necessary seats isn't that interesting it is politics but we'll get back to that later yeah because that's um, the main segment that's in another 30 minutes yeah we've got we've got net picks gar picks. some people may have forgotten about that but it's it's back again it's yeah it's, it's been gone for you know a, a week, week. Yeah. slightly longer because it's a monday yes uh sorry about that yeah if you're listening now uh we do release a new episode every Saturday. We're not liars. Yeah. Uh, Since we've moved it to Saturday, we've done it once out of three times. Yes. But um, basically, the election kind of dragged into today and we wanted to kind of have 
more up to date. Uh, yeah, because on Saturday we we pushed it to Sunday because like on Saturday we would have been working off of, off of like very early votes and elect or exit polls, which are, the exit polls have been relatively accurate, but still. Yeah. And then like yesterday we're like, yeah, we're gonna have a result by Sunday. I was like, oh wait, no. Yeah, about about hundred and two of the one hundred and fifty eight seats were filled. A couple of uh, sore losers demanded recounts as well. <laughs> oh no. Uh, but before we get to all that, we will also talk the major news stories of the week in our favourite segment, Who News Best? But, before we get to all that fun, Gar, how was your week? I've been playing Mario Sunshine this weekend. Mario Sunshine? I did play that for you, a while. You played Mario Sunshine when you went through, a period, you went through periods in your life where you're like, I'm a gamer, I'm buying a GameCube. I also did that with an Xbox. Yeah, you sold them soon after. Yeah. But uh, the Sandbird, Ken. You remember the Sandbird, don't you? Yes, I do. The Sandbird is the worst thing known to man. That's actually a surprisingly hard game. It is, because it kind of controls wonkily every now and then. Yeah. So it's like, well, this isn't working at all. Because <laughs> the sandbird is, is a bird that's flying in the air and you have to correct, uh, collect, correct, collect uh, eight red coins across the sandbird. And that's the problem is the sandbird's wings are flapping and its tail is flapping and its head is flapping. But that's not the issue, Ken. The issue is, after a little while, the sandbird turns itself on its side. And you're supposed to somehow navigate onto the side of the sandbird and then back onto the front of it. Even though your stupid flood, flood is your, your water jetpack that stops you from falling. That pretty much doesn't work half of the time. And you go plummeting to the floor and die. I used to just run around in a circle and just shooting the flood all over the place. <laughs> that's, that's what you got out of that, that game. That was my strategy. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I wasn't very good at it. Um, I never finished it. I'm, I'm, I will finish it. Because I, I, I recently bought a GameCube controller, a GameCube memory card, and Mario Sunshine on the GameCube just to play Mario Sunshine on the Wii. It's probably, probably to that point, the most expansive uh, Mario game there was. It was the weirdest Mario game there was. Because it was the first and now only Mario game to have proper like voice acting. Yeah. It's not just like, wahoo! There's like, oh, Mario, what are you doing? Well, Mario doesn't talk, but everyone else does. And like, Toadsworth has weird voices. It's like, I'm Toadsworth! What are you doing today, Mario? No. It's strange. I'm not into it. No. Like, very few uh, Nintendo games, or at least their core franchises, tend not to have voice acting, and for good reason. Mario's Mario's better off just going, Wahoo! That range of emotion says it all, really. Yeah, Charles Martinet's the best. Seriously. And he does, like, half of those characters as well. Just sits in a booth, just talking to himself. Wee-hee! Oh, yeah. It's me, Mario! Oh, yeah. And he does do both both Mario and Luigi. 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 I love Luigi. But yeah, you can't play as Luigi as Mario in Mario Sunshine. That's a, that's a travesty. I think one of my favourite parts of Luigi's Mansion is the sounds of Luigi cowering in fear. He's <laughs> just like, oh, 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 oh. And if you leave him like idle and stuff, he starts humming along to the theme song. Yeah. So it's just like, and he's terrified because he's always there. He's like, no, 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 no. It's fantastic. Genius. Have you played much of that on, on the 3DS? I have. They released the sequel? Played a couple of couple of uh, phases so far. The 3DS game is super charming. It is fun. It's just like, yeah, this is such a fun, like, charming game. And it's like Ghostbusters mixed with Mario. What more do you want? Yeah, and Luigi's terrified all of the time. But he gets the job at the end of the day again, because yeah. he's, he's a hero. Who are you going to call, Ken? Not Ghostbusters, because they're women now. You call <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> you call them only if, you're, only if maybe you're trying to catch a... A feminist ghost, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I also, I want, because last week when you were editing the podcast, Ken, and I was just sitting out in your living room, and I was like, oh, I'll watch some TV. I stumbled across American Idol, which is currently in its final season. And like, there are a handful of people like, yeah, they're really good. 
I'm root for these people. Now yeah. I'm, I'm all in on American Idol. You're all in. Yeah. Hashtag all in. And then yesterday I watched The Irish Voice. And it's like, none of these people can sing. Well, we do have uh, an English voice as well. And basically anyone that's good from Ireland goes to the English voice. Yeah, because I know we have a smaller talent pool in the US. Yeah. But like, literally none of these people can sing. None of them. It's like, they're all pitchy and out of tune. And like, the worst person on American Idol is considerably better than the best person on The Voice of Ireland. So if that person doesn't win American Idol, they should go to The Voice of Ireland. They, they would win, though you pretty much get nothing for winning in this country. Well, you know. You get a recording contract, which you invariably get released from because you never sell any albums. Bit of panto, maybe. Yeah. You do get to show up in pantos and pubs for the rest of your life. You will get that, get those gigs. You get gigs. I suppose it beats working for a living. That's true. I'm sure music is work, Ken. Yeah. Do you do anything this week? No. Uh, well, uh, nope. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have lovely stories about Mario Sunshine and American Idol and Ken's just like, eh. <laughs> well, in the, la- in the last week, I've hired like 17 people mm-hmm. to uh, to jobs so that they can work in and earn money. Yeah. But I've also fired one person. So that's the offset some of it. It offsets some of it. That's, so that's still a net I'm of plus 16. 16. I'm plus 16. It's not bad. But uh, firing people is not fun. Do you know Vince McMahon on the TV makes it look like a, a whole lot of fun? And Donald Trump. And Donald Trump. Sorry, Donald Trump. 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 Because uh, that's a thing from John Oliver. His family name is apparently Donald Trump. Right. Or Trump. So he's insisting people call him Trump because he thinks the power comes from the Trump brand. Right. So it's like if you look at him and he says ridiculous, racist and incorrect things and then you refer to him as Trump, it's kind of like, God, what an idiot. Yeah. But the, the moral of the story is that they make it look cool on TV. Yeah. First of all, you're not even allowed to say you're fired because that's a, that's a negative uh, connotation. Best of luck in your future endeavours. Uh, I didn't even get to say that. <laughs> Damn it. But it's, it's actually really intimidating. It's horrible. You no one wants to fire anyone. Yeah. Like, no one does. Anyone that does is a sadist. Like, they get, like first of all, you're like, like you know, you're, first of all, your kind of heart rules your head and you're like, oh, well, maybe we can fix it. And then you're like, no. It's, and you get to the point where you have to go like, Okay. I'm sorry. Gotta sack up and do this. I tried. <laughs> and then they get emotional and then you get a bit emotional but you can't show them that you're emotional because yeah. otherwise it looks like you're incompetent. Yep. So, uh, yeah, firing people. Uh, quite traumatic. Hmm. Not as nice as it sounds. I don't, I don't think it's ever sounded particularly it nice. It sounds cool in theory. Guys. It sounds like, here, you're fired. Look how powerful I am. But no, it, it comes after a lot of paperwork and uh, there's some tears usually and uh, and I'm sad now. Is, right. it, was the paperwork like strewn with tears yeah I'm so sorry let's have a cry together <laughs> and uh, he had to console me at one point just, or she sorry yeah he or she or them or it yeah could have been a plant we're not going to identify could, this person could have fired a potted plant yeah. potty the potted plant from Phineas and Ferb potty, edu- potty just wasn't doing his job yeah. anymore potty the potted plant it was a potted plant wearing a hat wearing a fedora potty is just like <laughs> The, the fedora went to his head and he just he wasn't getting the work done anymore. yeah but like Phineas and Ferb was cancelled or rather it was finished more than it was cancelled and it's like what can you do yeah or to, this person was cancelled yeah you have to fire you have to find work uh, and then you get fired for wanting to do secret agent stuff in a regular office job I know Potty's just, a potty I plant. kept trying to save the world I'm just like it's like, it's like we don't that's not what we do here we don't do that well, we, we do it metaphorically we work in customer service but anyway I digress <laughs> Uh, don't fire people. It's not good for your health. Yeah. Unless like they kind of deserve it. Yeah, yeah. It's time for our favorite segment of the week. It's time for... Who knew's best? So, what's the first story this week, Gar? Pokemon again. Pokemon. 
Duh. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be talking about Pokemon on Netflix as well. I think this is the second week in a row we've mentioned Pokemon. I don't. I think it was. Uh, it wasn't a news story. It was a Netflix again last week because Pokemon is the best. Pokemon is the best. Yeah. I've recently started playing Pokemon Y. Yeah. And I just like blown away by how expansive and different it is. Yeah, people people like Pokemon games haven't changed, and like the core experience hasn't changed. It's still beat eight gyms, beat four elite four, beat a champion, end the game. That's still like the basic format. But like they have considerably changed in like what they do and how they're, they do it. Yeah, they're three D now, and I don't know. It's just uh, like the 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 animation and the sprites are a lot more sophisticated. Yeah. The battling is a lot more sophisticated in terms of the the animations and stuff. So, like, look up the Brave Bird sprite, which Brave Bird was introduced in I want to say Gen Four, maybe Gen Three. I'm not sure. But uh, look at the Brave Bird sprite from like Pokemon X and Y and Pokemon uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire Horse. And you can see, like, dude, that's a great animation. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Gareth, uh, what about Pokemon? Well, it's turning 20, it turned 20 on the 27th of February. Yeah, on yeah. Saturday. On Saturday. And they announced on Friday, which probably was Saturday in Japan, uh, that Pokemon Moon and Sun will be released as the next Pokemon games. To mark the 20th anniversary, an anniversary, sorry, yep. of our favorite little critters. Yep, all 700 and something of them there's gonna be more 718 i think at this point because this is they did not introduce pokemon z which is what people kind of anticipated you know xyz uh, there was yellow there was crystal there was um uh ruby sapphire emerald there there was platinum there was uh black and white (laughs) two they really thought hard about that one didn't they They didn't go for gray there they went for black and white two a lot of people thought it was going to be gray gray would have made sense and uh people anticipated z as the kind of natural uh fulfilling of that endless cycle of because every pokemon cycle has the two games or at least since generation three has the two games a remake of the older games and then uh kind of the 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 sequel the the crystal or the z in this case but no they've skipped it in z they're going on to sun and moon whole new world whole new pokemon ken it's like aladdin will the next one be eclipse (laughs) <laughs> because pokemon they, they come together that's actually smart pokemon eclipse and then uh, then uh stephanie mayer might sue them why because eclipse is one of the the, the twilight books oh yes Gary, learn your twilight you see when, when you're actually s- proud of you for not knowing <laughs> yeah I, I i actually kind of plan to watch those films someday just to like these are pro- i'll probably end up liking them but these are terrible because I tend, I tend to like those kind of things Give me teeny franchises any day because they're dumb. Cool. Yeah, but they really revealed literally nothing about this game other than it's coming in holiday twenty sixteen, and for the first time it will be translated into Chinese. The Chinese, but then the Chinese government will block it because it's 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 promoting freedom, yeah. travel, <laughs> and, and, and enterprise, animal fighting, <laughs> and free enterprise and stuff like that. It's like no, you will bring down our communist party. Yeah, uh, Sunakazu Ishihara, president and CEO of the Pokemon Company, took advantage of their six minutes. There was only six minutes of this Nintendo Direct. It was basically like Pokemon's twenty. Here's a new Pokemon game. Bye. Uh, by announcing Sun and Moon, coming holiday 2016 to the 3DS. Is there any uh, innovations that come with it in terms of, of uh, hardware, software, or anything like that? No idea. It's good. Some of it, like 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 X and Y, only some of it is going to be in 3D. Certain elements. 
And they recently released uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, which we'll talk about again in Netflix. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Ken. <laughs> I bought Gar Pokemon Yellow just because I'm a cool guy. Yeah, because Ken, with his new firing powers, came extra money. Yeah. And he's he's very kind. Yep, I guess. Yep, I get a bonus for everyone I fire. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, the Pokemon you catch in those games, in those classic games, you can move to Pokebank, which is kind of their Pokemon storage system that they've created, and then move into the seventh generation of Pokemon games, which is X and Moon and Sun. So, like, the, 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 the core data must just be the same then, surely. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of things different about those old Pokemon games. Like, their Pokemon have genders now, they have natures, they have, like, the, for Pokemon contests, their moves have types, they have, like, there's lots of different things that they have to that actually assign these Pokemon, and I don't know how yeah. they're going to do it. So I suppose maybe they have, like, an identifier, so that, like, you're not transferring them over, you're just literally kind of saying, oh, this guy was in your old game now you're available like it makes them available by kind of identifying them somehow maybe, maybe some yeah. kind of coding thing i don't know i don't know Do you know what I mean? it may be like it, it releases them into like a, a safari zone type thing mm-hmm. and then you can go and catch them like it says this is a pidgey and when it releases pidgey into the safari zone it might then assign it randomly stats based on that i don't know That's who knows interesting. it's interesting but We'll find out. Uh, as I said, I've been playing Pokemon Y. I'm doing pretty well, Gary. I got a, I got a, I got a pretty old school team. I've okay. got Pikachu and I've got Pikachu. The, the best thing about the new Pokemon games is Pikachu goes Pikachu. He actually says it like he did in Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, he goes Pika. Rather than his weird noise that he used to make in the other games. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Mm! I can't even do it. But um, yeah, I've got Pidgeotto. I've got Squirtle. Uh, and I've got... Uh, so it's quite old school. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's kind of... It's almost disorientating how kind of interactive it is now because you're used to kind of going up, down, left, right. Yeah. Now it's like 3D. Uh, um, you can go in eight directions instead of four. But like, I'm really enjoying the battling experience just because like the the moves are are like really cool these days. Like, yeah. Like they're really well animated. But uh, what I think is a really nice attention to detail and almost baffling how they do it or the way that they went to the effort to do it. Like. If a uh, like I had a I chose Fennekin, mm-hmm. who's a, a fox, nice uh, kind of psychic fox, psychic Firefox, mm-hmm. <laughs> Firefox. Oh, hey. Um, like say he has Ember as a move, Fennekin when he evolves into Blakeson, Blakeson, yeah, something like that. Um, does Ember in a different way? Yeah, like a it's different, a different animation. animation. Yeah. So like you think it would just be the same because that's what traditionally yeah, it it's like the, the the pokemon would kind of make a little movement on the thing and then just fire a, a generic animation like towards a, the... a little orb or something yeah but uh no it's uh it's it's genuinely a great experience the only thing i don't like is that the the like uh, it says do you want to be a girl or a boy but the, the boy looks like a girl so <laughs> it's like the same thing you don't like androgynous characters do yeah. you again and it's kind of based after france i think that's a bit of a weak i, I didn't like premise. i didn't like x and y is like world i like black yeah. and white's world a lot more with his yeah. bridges theme. That was the theme of Black and White. There was a lot of bridges. Yeah. Whereas X and Y is like, it's it's France. There's even that Paris with an Eiffel Tower type thing in the middle. Yeah. And that city is a mess. Like, yeah. I, I can't remember the name of it. But uh, it's the, the city in the middle of X and Y. And it's literally inhabitable. You can't yeah. get around. It's impossible. But one of the things I noticed is the game is a lot easier these days. It's considerably easier. Like, they give you EXP share pretty early on, which is a big bonus. And EXP share works differently. You used to give it to one Pokemon, and you split the stats between your lead Pokemon, the Pokemon you use, and the Pokemon you've given EXP share to. Now you turn EXP share on, and your lead Pokemon gets the same stats as it always would. 
but then the rest of the Pokemon get a breakdown, a split of those those experience points as well. So everyone benefits from the XP share, which so they evolve quicker, they they get stronger quicker. Um, to be honest, I think sometimes those games can be like frustratingly hard. You know, you get stuck but, in a portion of it, and you're just like you don't know how to advance, and it's just like I think that maybe they're kind of trying to lower the threshold for the ages that can enjoy it. Yeah, which is sensible in some ways, but maybe so they, they don't want to make it too dumb. Exactly, they might alienate the kind of older audiences, but then again, the the younger audiences are where the money is, I should imagine. But, but there's a lot of Pokemon nostalgia out there, Ken. There hasn't true. been a generation of Pokemon games I haven't bought yet. <laughs> That's true. I think we've all, we've all, uh, I've had to go with every single one of them as well. So there you go. Yeah. But, so that's Pokemon. Pokemon. It's coming. Holiday 2016. It's, it's sticking around. Probably September, October-ish. Yeah, you'll see Pokemon games for years to come, I imagine. So maybe 20 more years and 20 when, years after that. How many will there be by then? This is Pokemon number 7,604, Bulbasaur 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just go back around. Pika. Pika who? Pika. Like, there's like. Picasaurus Rex. Oh, that's another thing I don't really like with the new game. Mega Evolving. It's just like. I'm not, I'm too not much a, like Digimon. Yeah, I'm not a huge Mega Evolving guy. Because I'm just like, give me proper evolutions and new Pokemon instead of like, ooh, look, Mewtwo turns into Mewtwo X. Has a, a helmet on or something. Something dumb like that. <laughs> yeah. Or Blastoise adds more cannons. But uh, enough of that, guy. We could talk about Pokemon for an entire podcast. We will. We will someday. Yep. But uh, we're, we're, we, are, we are returning to an old favourite of the weekend show today. FIFA nominated their new president this week as our old pal Seth Blatter had his ban slightly reduced. Ever so slightly. Now, if you haven't seen this before, uh, Seth Blatter and Michelle Platini had been banned for eight years apiece for financial impropriety, yep. to say the least. Yeah, this is just a little... <laughs> they protested their innocence to the end, but they appealed their bans, and they weren't overturned, but they were reduced to six years apiece, which basically sentences Seth Blatter to, to die without being... <laughs> without ever, ever being involved in FIFA again. <laughs> exactly, which uh, which is uh, he good. Can, he can ride off into the sunset and benefit of the fruits of his corruption. <laughs> But uh, Gianna, Gianni Infantino has succeeded uh, fellow Swiss, Seth Blatter. Oh, great. Then there's a Swiss guy. You can't trust the Swiss, Ken. Exactly. Ch- like, you're like, oh, things are going to... Ch-. I thought he was Italian. He sounded... Sa- like- well, Gianni Infantino sounds Italian. Can I, can I just say, Ken, all of the people who ran for FIFA's elections sound like porn stars. Yes. Like, there's Gianni Infantino, porn star. Ger- Jerome Champagne, porn star. Prince Ali bin Al Hussein. Yeah, Portstar. Yeah. Um, there's also Sheikh Salman bin Ibrahim. Yep, Portstar, and oh, what's the last one? It's here somewhere. Ah, yes, the South African candidate, Tokyo Sex Whale, which is like total porn star. That's like the king of all porn stars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't actually know this guy was Swiss. It almost seems like it's like I think kind of in a strange way it looks like him. Yeah. So it almost seems like he's he's only forty. Five? Yeah, 45. He looks a lot older than that. He's quite young. But, um, is it just, is it happening again? New Blatter. Is this, is this Blatter 2.0? Well, Blatter kind of endorsed them. He said he'd, he'd do fine. And Blatter's like, oh, it's like, I'm, uh, I was sick of the, the, the death knell that was FIFA around my neck. It's like, then why are you trying to repeal your ban? And why are you trying to, get, uh, trying, trying to everything you could to cling on to the job for as long as possible? Yeah. I'm sure Infantino is just like, please don't endorse me. I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, he kind of came out of nowhere. No one really expected him to win. Because no. we, we've heard about Prince Ali. We've heard about the Sheik. And in fairness, if a prince or a Sheik is running FIFA, in yeah. your head, you inherently think, still corrupt. Yeah. 
But like the prince tried to delay the vote because he wanted to sue FIFA or something because he because basically he he wasn't going to win. Well, he was he was twenty seven points off or twenty seven votes off, so he was the only one that was relatively close. Yeah, like the uh, Prince Ali was he only got four votes, and Jerome Champagne Champagne got zero. <laughs> he ran for FIFA's election and nobody voted for him. He's like Renew Ireland. Yeah, sporters care. I know. Uh, anyway, but uh, Blatter, who had led led FIFA since nineteen ninety eight, stood down last year. Uh, and was later suspended from football for six years for breaching ethics guidelines. Um, basically, it's called it's kind of like Al Capone in that you know, they couldn't get him for all those murders he did because he basically got all his cronies to do it, so he didn't have blood in his hands. So they, they eventually got him for tax. Yeah, evasion. they got him for tax. <laughs> so they basically just got flattered for anything they could get him for. Yep. Uh, he's only forty five, and he's a lawyer by trade, so an honest type. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, he's from Brig in the Valais. Region of Switzerland, less than six miles from Blatter's hometown of Vinci. <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. It's new Blatter, Ken. It's just basically, this all points to the fact that, like, Sepp Blatter has cloned himself. Yep. Uh, and that's Or how he... Sepp travelled back in time, brought 45-year-old himself forward in time, changed his name, fiddled a few with a few facts. his head. Yeah, it's like, look, this guy's great. <laughs> He's completely different. But uh, we have a bit of a quote from our new boss here, don't we? Uh, yeah, new boss of FIFA said, I will work tirelessly to bring football back to FIFA and FIFA back to football. This is what we want to do. I feel a lot of emotion and I've not realised yet what has happened today. It is still fresh and it's been a long and exciting journey. I probably need some time to chill out and see what's happened. Chill out. I like that. He's just like, it's all cool. But uh, the previous favourite had actually been Michel Platini before. The... Until he got nailed for corruption too. Yeah, like... I found that very suspicious though. Yeah, like the second Platini threw his his hat in the ring, it's just like you're corrupt too. Like, to be fair, he's probably he probably corrupt, is corrupt all along, but all of a sudden it just comes out of the woodwork now. Yeah, but there you go. Um, moral of the story: you, you can't fix FIFA. No. <laughs> That's like the moral of the FIFA story. It's just like uh, it's just like uh, any uh, political organization, and it is a political organization in a lot of ways. It's just like it's a fresh coat of paint, but it's the same old shit. Yeah, Blatter's exact quote, and Blatter turns eighty next month, by the way. Uh, I had this burden on me, and now it is finished. Burden, Ken, that he's been stealing money from FIFA, running it into the ground, and still wants to be there because he appealed his ban. But now it's a burden. Stupid Blatter. Apparently he'll do the right job, is what Blatter said. Oh, sure. Mm. Well, it was, it was kind of a close uh, race because the first round of voting failed to determine an outright winner. Uh, but Infantino led with 88, uh, three more than the, uh, than his, the, the pre-vote favourite, Sheikh Salman. And I can't remember whether it was Sheikh Salman or the prince that wanted to sue FIFA and slow up the vote and stuff like that. It's just like, stop being a sore loser. Yeah. Apparently he's going to implement good governments, in, in, like increase transparency, have respect. Buzzwords. We'll see what he does. Yeah. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, again, football. It's just football. Yeah. <laughs> People read it as like it's the most important thing on earth. It's it's still just football. Yeah. So in the end, it was just a, basically um, a simple majority of 50%. So he had 104 out of 207 votes and that was enough. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they... Just. <laughs> Yeah, they just didn't want to vote anymore, basically. Yeah. like, okay, that's enough now. And uh, some more footy knowledge for you, for our footy buffs out there who love a bit of trivia. Not since 1974, when Howe uh, Havelange 
of Brazil beat 13-year incumbent Stanley Roots of England. Has a second round been needed to determine a FIFA president? Ooh. There you go. we got lots of stats here, actually. Haven't we? Some interesting election facts. Yeah, but like, obviously, Infantino's, you know, his big goal is to restore the image of FIFA and the respect of the, 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 the organization worldwide. He's going to have a big task on his hands there, you know. Um, but uh, he's taking up the role straight away, obviously, because the, the incumbent president is uh, no longer allowed to do his job. Yep. Um, he is kind of banned. He's quite banned, Gareth. Uh, but like they got reduced uh, to six years, as we said, by the uh, FIFA ethics committee. But like I was like, the FIFA have an ethics committee. What the hell have they been doing? See, at this at this point, you can't really like. Obviously, Blackford probably die outside of football. Well, he might. You know, <laughs> it's six years again. Yeah. He'll be eighty six. But uh, with, with respect to Platini, like his career in football is more or less over anyway. Because even if he gets back into FIFA, who's going to trust them? They're never going to let him be the president. So. Never know though. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But he was president of UEFA, so there's going to be a new president of UEFA as well. So, mm-hmm. so there we go. That's FIFA. Moving on to our next story. Yeah, again, sad news. Sad news. Frank Kelly passed away on Sunday. Yeah, the beloved actor known mainly for playing the iconic role of Father Jack Hackett in Father Ted, the the uh, English sitcom which was about Ireland. Yep. Uh, he passed away on Sunday. It's very sad. Uh, at age only seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not much known really about the, the illness, uh, uh, but he was suffering from Parkinson's, so it's it's thought to be in relation to that. Yeah. And very weird coincidence, Gary. It is. It's, it's a weird, weird coincidence. Dermot Morgan, who played the eponymous father, Ted, yeah. died on February 28th, 1998. And... 18 years later. Exactly to the day Father Jack died. That's just weird, isn't it? So we'll be watching closely to see if uh, if Pauline McGinn and Ardlo Hamlin die on the same day. Yeah. It's like, it's cursed. It's one of those cursed days. But, like, you, you cannot underestimate the influence Father Ted had in this country. Yeah, I mean, it's still on TV today. Yeah. 20 years later. It's still aired to death by RTE. Anytime RTE need to fill the schedule, they either do it with Reading in the Years or Father Ted. And I will actually watch Father Ted. And, like, it's one of those sitcoms, and it's, and it's a very rare thing in a sitcom. No matter how many times I've seen an individual episode, I can still watch it and find it funny. Yeah, it's just so sharp. Yeah, it's such. It was such a sharp show. And it only had two seasons, but it seems like there's more. Yeah, it's one of those kind of like far, uh, like so, no, it's not like it Father is Father Ted. Ted. It is Father Ted. I mean, like kind of like Mr. Bean that only had like thirteen episodes, and Faulty Towers as well, which only oh, had eleven. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, kind of like in a region thirteen. Um, it seems like there's more just because you know there was kind of so much packed into each show that that's and you know, they were repeated so many times exactly so um we don't like saying this guy because we say it a lot on the show yeah but, but r.i.p uh uh frank and uh thanks for the the, the laughs yeah drink feck girls arse that would be an ecumenical matter yeah <laughs> uh that show was so good we'll see you down the road if you've never seen father ted go watch father ted find it on the internet sneaky netflix i think i think it was on netflix at some stage yes or netflix even it was on Netflix at one stage. It might still be there. You can find it somewhere. Just look it up. Yeah, but uh, moving on to our last story, Gar. Uh, more wild animal news from New Jersey this week. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> They're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not the turkeys this weekend. No gobbling turkeys. Though, by the way, uh, we, I, I was posting a plug for the podcast last week, and you were there. And I was yeah. looking for pictures of turkeys. 
Yes. Those things are terrifying, Ken. Turkeys are terrifying animals. You just look at them, and they have their terrible, terrifying faces, and lots of feathers and, and freaking things flying all over the place. And they're, as I said last week, they're weird neck things that just look like their face is melting. Yeah. It's like, good God, you're awful. But they taste great. They do taste very nice. I had turkey. I graduated last week. That should have been something I mentioned in the iceberg chat. Gareth has a master's now. Yeah, I'm officially a master of economics. I uh, graduated on Wednesday, and, and I have, we went for dinner, and I had turkey. Just out, out of revenge for having to look at their face. But uh, what is it with New Jersey these days? They seem to, uh, like the animals must be running wild. It's probably something in the water or something. Yeah, the animals are revolting, Ken. I suppose we should actually say what happened. That happened. A, a deer jumped through an open window in a school in New Jersey on Friday. Causing quite the scene. There's, a photo, there's a photo. I'm not sure. I, I assume it's real. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you'd be suspicious that someone got this right on photo because it's a photo of the deer jumping in the window. Like, yeah. perfectly timed. So, are you saying it's a, a deer conspiracy guy? Like, someone brought the deer there <laughs> yeah. and made it jump in the window? Actually, did you listen to Rob reply all this week? Uh, I haven't had the opportunity yet. The one about Pizza Rat. No. And how there's, there's this conspiracy that there's this person walking around New York setting up rats doing weird things so people can take pictures of them and they can go viral. Like the Pied Piper, yeah, of, of viral videos, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes she gets cold, or she—I can't remember—she had a name. It gets co-conspirators to help her out and take the pictures. Other times, she just sets it up for people to find. And apparently, that's that's just a thing happening in New York. Yeah, but uh, so the rat spiracy. There's a deer spiracy because we had turkeys attacking mailman, deers and, and like invading schools. What's happening in New Jersey, Kent? Uh, the incident happened in North Arlington Middle School in Bergen County. According to the North Arlington Police, the deer ended up in a locked office as students were being dismissed. So it's not quite as funny as it sounds. <laughs> I would like to it was like an actual classroom and, a, and like an old teacher going, a female teacher going, Oh my! <laughs> yeah, oh gosh. Children running in there for terror. Yeah. Or else just like trying to take selfies with it and then the deer just kicks them in the face. <laughs> yeah, where like deers are like kangaroos. They can box too, can't they? No, they used to have, like, antlers, don't they? Yeah, just... This one doesn't look like it has antlers. Uh, we'll post a picture on Twitter, at TWSKK, if you're interested. Yep. Follow us as well if you haven't followed us yet. We, have, we have, like, 32 followers. Yeah. You could be the 33rd. Yeah, you could. Uh, not, it's not really clear yet what caused the deer to go inside, whether it was food or he saw a reflection of himself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, look, another deer. Let's be friends. Why are you trying to run away from me? <laughs> <laughs> or he's running toward him, Ken, if it's a reflection. And then he gets right up there and it disappears. Yeah. Animals are stupid. <laughs> Animals are stupid. Uh, but the deer, uh, just, just well, maybe the deer wanted an, edu- an education. Guy. Maybe he did. Maybe the deer just wanted to learn some civic studies. Maybe the deer is like a Disney princess and just wanted more. Or or it's like, um, yeah, all Disney princesses want more. I'm a princess of the kingdom, but I'm not satisfied with that. Shut up, Disney princesses and your self-entitlement. But deers, maybe it's like a, a, a frog situation. It's a man turned into a deer. It's one of the children from the school. Whoa. Have they looked into that, Ken? Uh, guy, you're just saying, you're, you're saying that magic exists. Magic, of course magic exists. Apparently the deer knocked over a water cooler and busted into a wall trying to get out. Maybe that's a clue. Yeah. Maybe Thursday. Uh, water. Maybe the person who provides the water coolers. Oh. Maybe it's that guy, the water cooler uh, salesman. Yeah. Or our janitor. Oh, maybe it's, it's, ja- it's, it's janitor. a janitor. It's clearly the janitor. Oh my god, it's the janitor. We need, we need to we need to report this. An animal control worker was called to the school, tranquilized the deer, and removed it from the building. I'm betting he he just brought it home and just. Sexed it to death. Yeah, there's a photo taken of the deer. It was wrapped up in a blanket. Oh, 
Keep, uh, kept it warm while it was unconscious after yeah. they shot it with a tranquilizer. Let's face it, it was probably dead. <laughs> yeah. It's only cold, kiddos. It's not dead at all. Oh, I gave too high a dose. <laughs> uh, no students were involved. No one was hurt. Oh, Unlike boo. probably the mailman whose, whose truck was robbed yeah. by the deer ma- or by the turkey mafia. The, I wonder, deer, the turkey mafia. I yeah. wonder if the turkeys and the deers working in tandem. Yeah, with the rats. Yeah, it's it's all just a giant conspiracy of things working with each other to take us down. It's not called it's, it's not called the animal kingdom for a reason, Gar. Yeah, because they're sick of like global warming and and like us us not being good stewards for the planet. So they're taking the planet back. Sci-fi film. Gar, let's just forget the rest of the podcast and write that right now. Yep, Animals Revenge, Two Electric Boogaloo, something like that. I don't know. Working title. Tweet us. Tweet us a good title for that film. Actiravskk. Or if you want to send it on Facebook, we also have one of those too. Yes. At facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. But regardless, that's all the stories we have for you for this week. We'll be right back with uh, some netpicks, but um, I'm sure we'll have some more stories in time for next week. I'm sure more things will happen in the world. So yeah, in terms of who knew's best, because uh, I decided we're going to do that now. Who knew's best this week, Gar? So who, what was the best story this week? Well, I think in tribute to Frank Kelly... We'll give it to him. Yeah. Even though he died. So, yeah. So, uh, it wasn't a very good story or a nice yeah. story, but... Uh, uh, In Frank, honor of his great work. Frank Kelly, news best this week. Yep. Uh, so, that's all the stories we have for you. Coming up in just a short moment, we have Netflix, so stick around. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Now, it's time for Netflix. You're very welcome back to the Weekend Show. Every week, we give you some of our favorite things from all around the internet. Everywhere, every nook and cranny, we search everywhere. In a segment we like to call... Netpicks. So, Ken, what do you have first? Uh, my first one this week is the new Judd Apatow sitcom on Netflix called Love. I didn't realise Judd Apatow had anything to do with it. Yeah, he created it. Yeah. A lot of big kind of directors and, and actors are going to TV, TV these days, but, well, partially because like, there's actually as much money in TV as movies these days, but also because you get to tell a story over a longer period of time. So, uh, my first pick this week is Love, uh, starring Gillian, Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rust. Who also co-created the show and it's just about uh it's kind of one of those stories like two people unlucky in love for various reasons Gillian Jacobs character because she's a bit of a, a mess up or I was being nice there but I, I want to use the word f up yeah um uh, she's a bit of a fuck up let's just put it that way <gasps> uh, language advisory for all the children that listen to our show exactly uh so she uh she takes drugs she drinks a lot she's promiscuous and uh Paul Ross's character who's uh, basically overbearing and clingy and needy. So they break up with their respective partners and they kind of meet each other by chance. And then they're going to... Well, I haven't seen all of it yet, but the kind of story is basically about them kind of coming together because, you know, they're kind of an unlikely duo. Mm. But And then they keep missing each other because they're too stupid to see that they like each other. Yeah. So it's kind of that old chestnut, but it's quite good. I uh, like rom-coms. Uh, it's very, very witty. It's not exactly laugh out loud funny. There are some lol moments, but it's kind of it's kind of more of a kind of a a, a humorous thing. Like you know, it's kind it's, of sharp more than funny. It's sharp more than funny. Exactly. It's kind of like all Judd Apatow things. Like I rarely like laugh out loud at a Judd Apatow movie, but I'm always kind of amused and 
in, enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, great support cast. There's a, a young Australian actress and comedian whose name escapes me. That's how much research I've done for this. <laughs> uh, but uh, she's very funny. And she's uh, basically, she's like sickeningly positive and, she, and it's just kind of funny how like nothing phases her and she's just like like ridiculous like something bad will happen and she's just smiling away and, and um so it's a uh, that's love on netflix mm-hmm. uh check it out if you haven't uh, you've probably heard something about it and i'm giving it my ken seal of approval so what more do you need that's that's an official thing it's like it's gonna be on posters now it's just gonna be like a stamp yeah with the name name ken go around vandalizing posters <laughs> Uh, my my first pick, Ken. I've been watching a lot of Crazy Ex Girlfriend recently. Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Yeah, that was totally the wrong key and everything, but you get there. Who needs to be able to sing? Uh, it's a CW show about uh, about a, a woman who's very successful in New York, but she she runs randomly into someone who she fell in love with in camp fifteen years before, and then quits her job, uh, declines a promotion, and moves to West Covina, California, because uh, she wants a change in inverted commas. Or because she's following her love interest, Josh, which she's, she vehemently denies that she is. Yeah, she's basically in denial. But um, like it's, it's an interesting thing because it, it's a, it's not a sitcom because it's, it's an hour long yep. dramedy, I might call it's it. It's kind of a, a musical dramedy. Yeah, because there are serious elements because obviously um, uh, there's a strong element of, 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 you know, mental health issues there. Yeah. Um, you know, sadness and... and Did and, you watch it? Frustration. I have been watching it. I watched the first couple of episodes. I get it because I, yeah, you said, I said, Ken, watch this. And then he started watching it. Yeah, he said, Ken, netpicks, real life netpicks. Yeah. Not just podcast netpicks. So I have been watching it. So I first of all, I'm a sucker for anything that has music yep. in it. So I'm sold straight away. But the important, I think the important thing is that it's not just playing for dumb laughs. There's actually an undercurrent of sadness and yeah. and just something interesting and complex to all the characters. My favorite thing about the show, though, is that Josh is kind of just the guy. Yeah. You know, he's not this, like, super dreamy best guy ever. Yeah. But he's not, like, oh, super douchebag, horrible guy that she's texting. She, he's just kind of, like, he's your average guy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of funny because she she's, like, she's, like, thinks he's the world. But he's just, just yeah, he's like... Just... And like, I think that's the like the joke of the series. Like, it's kind of like, what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, he's just this kind of like, yeah, you know, he's, he seems like a nice enough guy. Uh, I particularly because I, I don't think it's, it might be available to watch somewhere, but you might have to pay for like Hulu or something. But they have put all their songs up on YouTube. So, and I, I will recommend two in particular for a taste of the show. There's like the opening big song, which is West Covina. Yes. Uh, which is when she arrives in West Covina and she's totally denying the fact that she's there for Josh, which she's there for Josh. But uh, it's a great song. And also, uh, uh, a song that comes a little later in the series, I Love My Daughter, which is, you know, the fellow who love, who runs the law firm. Yeah. It's him singing about his love for his daughter and how, as a, a grown adult, that's actually kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love my daughter, but not in a weird way. <laughs> and then by the end of the song, it's like, I love my daughter. It really is quite weird. <laughs> but um, we should note that she's a high-powered lawyer in New York and she moves to a tiny firm. And he's her boss, so yep. it's it, it's set mostly in a law firm, but it's not like Ali McBeal or anything. It's actually good, so. <laughs> and great songs, yeah, and versatile songs. That's the thing. Yeah. All the songs are kind of they move from genres to genre, and obviously you'd prefer some more than others. But yeah, not a variety in the kind of songs. That's yeah, Golden Globe winning. Yep, she so. uh, what's her name? Rachel Bloom. Is that her name? Rachel Bloom. Yes, Rachel she, Bloom, she won a Golden Globe. For starred Boston. and uh, co-created the show as well, didn't she? Yeah, she writes. She kind of became famous doing kind of musical comedy on youtube and then yep. she kind of pitched this and like in the space of a year she's gone from being like nobody to being a golden globe winning actress yeah, she won a golden globe for a performance best uh female for, in a comedy 
female comedy, yeah. I think. Ca- uh, uh, musical or comedy. Yeah. That's the Golden Globe uh, Which technically, category. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is both. So that's probably why she won. It's like, big tick. Yeah, he takes both categories. But yeah, that's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You can find all the songs on YouTube, track down the show, wherever you can find it. Yeah. Um, people on this end of the pond, or side of the world, yep. uh, will be familiar with Tracy Ullman. Uh, if you if you're in America, you might have seen her in Into the Woods. She played Jack's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also famous because her sketch show in America was the birthplace of The Simpsons. That is what she's likely most famous for. Uh, so if you don't know her, you'll Google her and you'll quickly find out. You, about you'll her. see the old Tracy Ullman show where The Simpsons originally came from. Yeah, but, those uh, weird old Simpsons cartoons where everything looks weird and doesn't sound quite right. Yeah, but recently, for the first time in in I think for like. 20 or 30 years I think it's probably close to 30 years she's come back to the BBC yeah uh, doing a sketch show called Tracy Ullman Show which is quite original it was what the other one was called <laughs> on the BBC um, so it's the first time she's done anything in the UK in a while uh, she, she's kind of based between both she's kind of based in the US and the UK uh, she's a very very funny woman uh, if you ever she was recently interviewed on the Graham Norton show uh, Google that as well. That'll be on YouTube, and that's uh, not illegal because they post their own clips. As well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, she's actually a really talented impressionist. But like, uh, uh, basically, the show is just a, a bunch of characters, both some fictional, some real that she's made up. Uh, real that she's made up. That actually okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on a second. There's some that she's made up, and there's some that are based on people in real life. But uh, they have like a really good makeup artist that transform her into these people as well, and uh, it's really funny when there's this. Uh, a female MP feminist who refuses to wear a top, so she goes around with her boobs out all the time. Fair enough. Uh, there's this uh, over over protective zookeeper who thinks all the animals love her, and she's jealous when people want to pet them and stuff. <laughs> there's a, a, a she there's one where she's a man. It's really weird. She looks like a really convincing middle to late aged man <laughs> who's trying to he, he he works out of a cafe and he's trying to get a startup going and he has like a bunch of stupid ideas for apps. He plays a uh, Jane, uh, Dame D- Judy Dench, and uh, basically her character uh, of her characterization of Judy Dench is that she's a, a miscreant and she goes around committing hor- horrible crimes just because she can get <laughs> away with it. So like, just because she's a dame. Yeah, she she like keys someone's car, and then like the guy comes up and goes, "What do you do?" And it's like, "Oh my god, I didn't recognize you. It's Judy Dench." It's like, <laughs> it's like I thought you were keying my car. It's like you couldn't have possibly done that. You're a national treasure. It's like I'm a national treasure. <laughs> basically, every time someone tries to pull her up on something, she just goes, "She's a national treasure." <laughs> Um, there's also some really, really funny one of uh, of Maggie Smith who like it's actually really eerie how much they made her look like her and she like nails the accent and she's trying to show she's doing like uh, audition tapes to try and prove that she's still got range <laughs> so she's trying like she's doing like her in Fast and Furious and stuff <laughs> like that so uh, it's 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 available from uh, on DVD from the BBC DVD and Blu-ray uh, if you're in the UK you'll be able to catch it on the iPlayer if you're in Ireland, maybe not so much unless you have a proxy, which we do not endorse. But uh, if you happen to go that way, we will not stop you. Same <laughs> in the US. Uh, so don't do anything. Proxies with... aren't legal. Yeah. People are trying no, there's, there's nothing illegal about using proxies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to check it out. Either so far as I'm aware. You can, uh, you can use a roundabout way, which we will not uh, neither endorse or not endorse <laughs> uh, on the Internet. Or you can buy the DVD from the BBC uh, on their website but it, it is very funny and the the impressions are bang on and it, it's just like she kind of turns all these kind of expectations on their head and she, it's it's nice to see her kind of flexing her comedic muscles again so that's Tracy Ullman's show 
available from the BBC or the British Broadcasting Corporation, in case you haven't heard of it. Because <laughs> no one's heard of the Beeb. Yeah. And your final pick, Gareth? Uh, we talked about Pokemon earlier, Ken. My final pick is Pokemon Yellow. Duh. Yeah, available currently from the 3DS eShop for €10, Euro, and I think it's $10 as well. Probably slightly cheaper in pounds. £7 roughly, I'd say. Yeah, give or take 7 or 8 uh, released in 1999, I want to say, because they released Pokemon Red and Blue as well, which were released in 96 in Japan, probably 97 in the US. But Pokemon Yellow is is clearly the best version to get one because you can catch all three Charmander Squirtle and Bulbasaur, and you get a Pikachu who follows you behind you and goes Pika Pikachu, and it's fun. But it's weird going back and playing these games, Ken, because like there's there's some terrible mechanics in these games, because like critical hits are tied to speed rather than kind of like random chance. So if you get a Persian who's super fast and you slash, which is a higher, which has a higher critical hit ratio, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a critical hit every single time. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the move Rap. You, know, you remember Rap? Yes. If you get a Pokemon that you can use Rap and that outspeeds you, it can essentially use Rap until the end of time until you die. Because uh, when it uses Rap, you can't actually use a move. It, it negates you, you. You're immobilized. So it can just Rap, Rap, Rap. And if it outspeeds you... When the rap runs out, it can just use rap again. And it keeps on rapping you until you die, Ken. It's terrible. God damn it. And sleep. You know when you put to sleep? Yeah. The, the turn you wake up in the newer games, you can actually do a move. Whereas okay. waking up takes a turn in this game. Right. So again, if you're outsped by a Pokemon and they put you back to sleep, that their turn after you wake up, you're asleep forever. Uh, you're not really selling this game yeah, so far. They're back because they've aged really well in some ways and really badly in others. Yeah. Because like some of those mechanics, which they did fix because they realized they were bad ideas, uh, uh, kind of still drag the game down. But like the music is still awesome. Yeah. Like for like eight bit Game Boy music, that giant. Well, some people like the gray blocks. We had the yellow block ourselves. Yeah, and the see-through game by color which was the business at the time yeah with looking back it kind of looks terrible yeah. um but uh, but though that, that can produce such good music and like it, it's 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 a fast game as well it, yeah. it doesn't move any slower really than the new ones do which is yeah. kind of impressive considering that it's a pretty large game for a game boy game yeah it's the best part of 20 years old now yeah and it's good like 30 hour experience maybe 20 20 30 because there's no post game in those games that's the thing yeah. post game like and then red or gold silver and crystal introduced like you go back to kanto again in the post game that's like whoa and you kind of win the gyms for no reason other than to beat ash yeah and then you beat the guy you played as in the first game and it's just like oh my god super meta it was it's amazing though it was that that, that, that game was amazing and they, uh, they should do that again yeah because that's the thing that's the reason people remember those games so fondly because when you beat the pokemon league it's like there's a whole other pokemon league you can beat and it's like well not pokemon league another eight gyms and the reward is playing your hero. Yeah, you get to beat yourself, technically, from Pokemon Yellow. Not in a dirty way, though. Yeah. So that's uh, Pokemon Yellow, available on the Nintendo 3DS eShop. And go buy a 3DS if you don't have one. 3DSs are amazing. And they're cheap these days. Yeah, you can get a 2DS for like 80 bucks. Which sneaky netpicks. Yeah. Well, if you, I suppose you can buy one on Amazon. So Nintendo, if you're listening to this, um, if you've experienced a dramatic spike in sales, it's due to us and you yep. owe us money. Yep. We will be official product endorsers. Well, that's it for Netpicks. We'll be sure to watch hundreds of hours of the internet in order to have more for for you next week in time for the, the next episode. We'll watch all the internet. We'll watch all of the internet that, that between now and then. We do that for you. 
After the break, we'll be talking about the 2016 Irish general election. Do stay with us. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TWSKK, Twitter at TWSKK, or search for TWSKK on YouTube. You're listening to the Weekend Show with me, Gar, and my dearest brother, Ken. I'm here, too. It's still here. You haven't left between the last segment and now. Yeah. Last Friday, uh, the Irish went to the polls to stage the legal political coup that is a general election. Uh, we figured we'd talk about all the elections, some of the best bits, some of the gaffes, and how the voting is turning out, because we're not quite finished counting it after, after three, three days. Because unlike some countries, because we introduced electronic voting, and then it didn't really work, so we just shoved them in a, a freaking like, storage centre and never used them again. I think we sold them to Scandinavia. Yeah, that became a bit of a political scandal for us. Yeah. It's like, if you know, that was a stick we'd beat them with. It's like, oh, freaking electronic voting didn't work. Spent $10 million on it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it was a perfectly fine idea. Everyone else uses electronic voting. So we still write on ballots and ballots are counted. Which yeah. is kind of nice and it's kind of retroness. It's still done on paper. And it's probably more trustworthy because you can't cheat a ballot. Where you can... Well, you can. But... <laughs> you know, but it's more transparent than like a, a, a machine that says, yes, this is the result. We have no idea whether it is or not. We just have to trust that nobody has fiddled with this machine. Yeah, so in Ireland, we kind of had the four big political parties. There are Labour and Fine Gael, uh, which form like our current coalition government. Fine Gael, uh, means family tribe of the Irish. Family, family or tribe of the Irish. I'm sure you knew that, Ken. I did not know that. I'm learning. Yeah, Fianna Fáil, who were, uh, who like historically are the big political party in this country, but got uh, beaten to hell because they, they, in theory, wrecked the economy yeah. last time. So they kind of got ousted in 2011, which is when we had our last general election. Did a serious loss, yeah. Fianna Fáil means soldiers of destiny. Awesome. <laughs> which is really a political party. From the outside, it seems very strange. But these, these parties date back to our civil war. Um, Sinn Féin, which means we ourselves are just ourselves. Uh, noted terrorist associations for Sinn Féin. That's yeah. always the stick Sinn Féin. Like, no matter what Jerry Adams says, like, he could say anything. He could be the most rational, reasonable human being on the planet. But all that anyone has is like, you're a terrorist. <laughs> uh, just for the context, Jerry Adams is the leader of Sinn Féin who was linked to the Irish Republican Army, or IRA, you may have heard of it. He denies it. He denies it, and he has got... Well, blood. he denies he was a member. He doesn't yeah. deny he was linked to them. And he's got blood on his hands, uh, according to many people. So, uh, and there's also independence. We have social democrats. We have people before profit. We had the very sillily named anti-austerity alliance. Ken, there hasn't been austerity in this country in a good two years. Their, yeah. their name is stupid. They're against something that's not here. We're in positive growth. Thank you very much. Yeah, the last few budgets but have given more money. It should than be noted taken. that people before profit and anti-austerity kind of have an other alliance, but sort of like they're they're lumped in together. They work together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the number of seats that's the big change in this election we used to have 166 TDs or members of the Oireachtas or members of parliament as you can see most of our, our, our names go are in Irish so yeah. you have to deal with that uh, TDs chock the dollars uh, there used to be 166 it's dropped to 158 like some constituencies just combined and lessened their seats yeah. and that was the big token gesture of the government it's like see there's not too many too many seats too many people getting yeah. 90 grand a year plus uh, we're, we're, we're cutting it down our own constituency for example Cork South Central uh, reduced from 5 to 4 yeah seats. so you know there's uh, how many seats 8 less seats so that's uh, a saving of 90 by 8 you that's know, expensive you can do some maths it's a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah so Fine Gael and Labour got hammered <laughs> they were in government uh, basically it's the, kind of the same scenario as last time Fianna Fáil 
messed up and basically the, the public punished them. And, and to be fair, Fine Gael didn't really mess up. but the, They, the, they kind of didn't do anything. That was their problem. Yeah. They just kind of sat there. Their route to recovery, recovery was basically by punishing the working class people. Yeah. And that's where they got punished this and time. And they got their messaging like radically wrong. Like the, their whole messaging was you have to vote us back in again. Otherwise, the recovery that we fostered will fall apart. Exactly. It's essentially it will hold a gun to your head. Vote for us again or everything's going to be shit again. Do you want that 161 car? Yeah. That, that 2016 Ford Mustang. Do you want that? Yeah. But if, if their messaging was something to the extent of, look, we've laid the groundwork. We've done everything we can over the last five years. Now our job over the next five is to spread the recovery to as many people as possible. I think they would have done a lot better. But kind of like... They, like keep it going yeah like, but the, the job way. the job isn't done yet and we're the ones to do it rather than like we've done such an awesome job that you can't possibly kick us out no we're, we're nearly done we have 150 of 158 uh seats filled as of what six o'clock on monday yeah <laughs> uh, the only thing is that we had a few people that a few uh people who still haven't reached the the quota and there's a few people who uh, demand recounts because the re- the they're so hard losers so we're most of the way there Fine Gael has 49 seats which is a dramatic drop I don't have the percentage it's, drops it's like a dramatic drop but they're still the leading party in they, the they still have the most seats yeah uh, Labour has 6 which is, is a gigantic drop yeah uh, Fianna Fáil have 50, uh, 43 seats which they, is a huge like increase double their seats since last time yeah. yeah a very bad result for Sinn Féin in this election I would have said a lot of people said it and I, I think it's true that if, if Jerry Adams was not their leader they would have done a lot better. Like, like Mary Lee McDonald and Pierce Doherty, I, I think Sinn Féin's policies are, are, are quack. They're, they're loads of rubbish. But uh, Mary Lee McDonald, who I, I really dislike, but she annoys the hell out of me, and Pierce Doherty would have been considerably better leaders in this election than uh, Jerry Adams. But exactly, it's just a case of um, there's too much blood on his hands. And every time he's questioned about it, he like he just totally fluffs it, the yep. question. like. And in in debates, anytime he's ever to like, and maybe it's the, the party's problem. Every time he was asked to back up his policies, he just sounded like a bumbling idiot. Yep. It's just like oh, oh, oh. like basically, he's like, how are you going to pay? Like for Sinn Féin, very much. Oh, get rid of all the taxes that people hate. And it's like, okay, how are you going to pay for that? Um. Yeah. That's tax that's... the rich. It's like so you're going to disincentivize prosperity. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, you're just going to disincentivize success. The tax the rich thing is the laziest answer to anything. Yeah. It's like this idea that the rich have somehow cheated their way toward earning, what, 100 grand a year. And to be fair, some of them have. But most have earned it. Exactly. It's like people are like, oh, the rich are the worst. It's like most of these people worked very hard to get to where they were. They have a right to earn the money they do. Stop be resenting success. Okay, the AAA Alliance and People Before Profit have a combined five seats. Which is mediocre. But uh, Sinn Féin have 22, by the way. Not bad. Which, considering in, in most of like the, the opinion polls, Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil tended to be relatively close to each other. Yeah. Whereas as we stand at the moment, Fianna Fáil have, have won an extra 21 seats. over. They've essentially doubled Fianna, uh, Sinn Féin's tally. And see, Sinn Féin, in any stretch of the imagination in previous years, if they were a different party, would be kingmakers. But uh, nobody gives it, nobody wants to go to government with them. Fianna Fáil won't do it. Fianna Gael won't do it. So like they, they hold the cards, but they don't hold the cards, which must be really frustrating for them. Yep. Uh, Renew Ireland, Ken, <laughs> which was the, the new political party set up by Lucinda Creighton. She left Fine Gael, the government, to form her own political party, Renew Ireland, and they got a sum total, Ken, of zero seats. She herself, who, uh, who the, the lady who created the party, and she actually had a seat already. Yep. She, she lost, lost it. it. She lost her seat. <laughs> like, that's what, the, that's what uh, uh, a more progressive liberal Ireland needs, a really conservative party. Yeah. 
Uh, basically, she ref- she left Fianna Fáil, uh, Fianna Gael because there was uh, a big abortion case and there was some legislation put through to protect the life of the mother. Which she- they, they enforced the government whip upon and she wanted a free vote. She wanted a free vote because she disagreed with it. Yep. Uh, like Which, fair enough, she, she stood up for what she believed in. Fair enough. But, but then she-, she started a political party that no one took seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their big thing was they wanted to have a flat 23% tax base. And you see, the, the problem with that flat tax rate was like, oh, they were like, oh, the ESRI, were like, which is the Economic and Social Research Institute in Ireland, uh, were like, oh, well, they, they said a flat tax rate is the right approach to take. And it's like, yes, but they said the flat tax rate needed to be 46% in order to yeah. do do what we need to do. Exactly, which is consistent with a lot of Scandinavian countries who have, uh, you know, very strong public services. Basically, you pay a lot of tax, but all you your... You get a lot for it. You get a lot for it. All your public services are are are, are lumped into that. Uh, so we're looking at 36 out of 40 counts completed, which we're nearly there. 65% turnout, which was pretty good. That's pretty good. I think a lot of people felt strongly about having their say this time. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't remember I, th- I assume the last election would have been slightly higher because mm. that was very much a political revolution and yeah. they're going to let everyone down but the overall the overwhelming uh, message from the people was that they don't want Fine Gael or Labour anymore yeah but especially Fine- Labour but Fine Gael have the chance of, of 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 making a government but only if they make a historic agreement with Fianna Fáil. You see, Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil aren't particularly apart ideologically. No. You know, their their policies and their mentalities are broadly pretty similar. It's just that both parties were at the at the either side of a civil war a hundred years ago. Well, 90 odd. It was 1922. Yeah. So, like... Uh, and while the civil war in Ireland means very little to me and you, yeah. like, we don't look at Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and think civil war, either side of the civil war. Yeah. Whereas, like, say, our dad's generation and the generation before his that are still alive and kicking, the Civil War still kind of means quite a bit to them. They, they see Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael as the opposite sides of those two, like, rotten disputes. Yeah, and uh, which side was which, Gareth? Do you know that? No idea. Yeah, but see, anyway. that's the thing. Irish history. I was listening to uh, uh, George Hook on the way out, who hosts a radio show. He hosts rugby stuff as well. Uh, I was talking about like the, the original government with uh, William Costello. I was like, I know very little about any of this. Yeah, but basically, one side was for the the full union, the full independence of Ireland, including the six uh, counties in Northern Ireland, and one was for sticking with Britain altogether. Like you know. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So and we need the the, and the the claim was that the civil war politics are over. They don't think that way anymore. You see that that would be the kind of branding of this, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, if they if they went in together, it's like in the year of nineteen sixteen when Ireland fought for our independence, we put that era behind us and we're working together toward a more solid union in the future. Historic agreement, historic uh, uh, government. Keep the recovery going yep. in the interest of the people, putting our differences aside. Because as we stand, uh, Fianna Gael will have 49 seats and Fianna Fáil have 43, so that would be 92 out of 158, which would be a pretty reasonable majority. But yeah, but, like, but they, they'd be it, there'd be tremendous amounts of infighting. Yeah, and there's a talk of who becomes the, the prime minister or Taoiseach. Taoiseach. Um, the talk um, of, of of co-prime ministers not at the same time the idea like, that Enda would do the first few years Enda Kenny who's our, our existing Taoiseach would, would do the first few years and then Michal Martin leader of Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil would do the like, last three because Enda has already said 
he's not leading Fine Gael into the next election. So he'll take the first two years. We have a five-year cycle here. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll take three years. I was pleased to see the Social Democrats get three seats. Yep, I, I like uh, Stephen Donnelly. I think yeah. he's a smart man. All three of their leaders as such got their seats back. Uh, yeah. It's a good platform for them uh, to build on it going into the, the local election. They need to run more candidates. That's their problem. Yeah. There was no Social Democrat uh, I would have voted for one. In our, in our constituency. And I agree, I would have voted for them because out of all the kind of political alignments, Democrat is actually probably closest to what I would be. Uh, especially a Social Democrat, kind of a more liberal-leaning, yeah. you know, People, people, fiscally responsible. People, that's my that's my big plus for them because yeah. in the debate he's like, "Look, lads, you're all promising to give money to people when we shouldn't. We should be putting it in uh, to try and uh, stabilization policy, essentially. Uh, in times of boom, we keep money for times of bust when we can spend it to improve the economy. We even out the the, the business cycles." So we don't have like extreme yeah. busts or extreme booms. Booms so and busts don't... are going to happen. So we need to prepare for that. So yeah. Like, and anybody that tells you that booms and busts are not going to happen is lying to you, Ken. Basically, the Social Democrats are for a rainy day fund. Yeah. But also, the Social Democrats are more about handing the the running of politics back to people. So like they'd be very much for referendums for a lot more things. And we have a very kind of centralized funding system. Yeah. Like uh, whereas like our local counties rely very much on central funding to do what they do. So yeah. All of our money goes into a central pot and then it's allocated back out. So it's kind of backwards. The Greens, who were wiped out in the last election, uh, got two seats so far. Yep. So Eamon Ryan got a seat back. They're back. Uh, they're kind of back. Well, they did okay. Yeah, the Greens were all right. They actually, like, in a lot of the votes, they were kind of still in the running quite late on until they got yeah. kind of right Independent and Alliance, which is just uh, a, a kind of a... Four people who s- sign up for speaking rights, basically. Yeah. Uh... Are, got four and independents got 16 mm-hmm. so independents are, are who aren't affiliated to a party which doesn't really happen in america there's like two parties so if you're listening from america now you'd be like how many parties are there yeah there's there's four main parties and then a bunch of other off offshoots uh but like social democrats have a chance of becoming a big party i think i think i, I think they just need they need to run a bigger political movement that's true but uh yeah well basically we did all the boring stuff now for the fun stuff fun stuff did you watch the... I sent you a video of Oliver Callan's impressions. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did indeed. Oliver Callan is, a, is an impressionist and satirist. He's, he's, he's a political satirist. He's, he's our John Stewart, essentially. Yeah, basically. And uh, he basically did uh, a debate with him himself playing all four leaders yep. of the main parties. And it was just so funny. His, his characterizations are just like spot on. And I don't even think you need to know about Irish politics to enjoy it. It's yep. just still funny in general. His, his speaking patterns and, and and what he says and how he says it. And, oh, he's so good. And like the kind of over-the-top mannerisms and kind of... And the like, way Joan Burton flails her arms all over the place. So uh, if you're into Irish politics, it's really funny if you haven't seen it. Check it out on the Late Late Show's uh, uh, YouTube. Yep. Not the Late Late Show in America. We have it first. It's the, the longest-running talk show in the history of freaking television. So suck yeah. it, everyone. Ireland, Ireland did that. Yep. So take that, America. So uh, check that out. Even if you if you're not into Irish politics, it's uh, just just in the context of knowing it's about a general election. It's about uh, our representatives, and it's just about uh, how much he nails their their like their ticks. Not even their ticks, but he also kind of creates total things that they don't actually do but it's like just making it seem like they're totally insane yep. but it's just really funny and Sinn Féin's tendency to actually I was I was watching RTE News yesterday and you know the Sinn Féin fellow who got elected in Cork South Central uh, Duncan O'Leary yeah. he was standing next to Simon Coveney and I don't know a Simon Coveney a particular tall man 
but there was like a foot and a half between them. And it was fantastic. Just the visual. He looked like a child next to Simon Coveney. He basically is a child. He's quite a young hotshot for them. But he's so short. And I'm a short man myself, Ken. So I recognize shortness. But he looked like a child. Yeah. He, 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 he pipped uh, the tenured uh, Jerry Bottomer to a seat there. So. Yep. So uh, times are times are changing. Yep. Uh, election songs is another. There was one. a bunch. It's a weird one. I've listened to a lot of them, and there's some of them that are just like, yeah, a vote for me. I'm going to do well, but in musical form. Yeah. But there was one of them which is like, the country is fucked and everything is shit. We're all afraid of everything. And then there's like a really upbeat chorus. It's like, yeah. and vote for this guy. Vote for this guy. Vote for this guy. It's like that's totally jarring. <laughs> Where can this be found, Gar? Uh, they're all on YouTube. We'll post them onto our, our Twitter. We'll post them on Twitter at TWSKK. So yeah. Don't don't be afraid. Like so, if you want to check this stuff out, we will make it available to you because we are generous people. <laughs> it's just like I know what people will vote for a song. It works though. It really does. Who does? Uh, I'm sucker for music. We say we've admitted this. Uh, there was also Enda's quote where he called people wingers. And uh, is our outgoing uh, Taoiseach or Prime Minister. Or as the, uh, the New York Times once accidentally reported, Edna Kenny. <laughs> Edna Kenny. Dame Edna Kerry. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he's like, the thing is, but the thing is, he probably will be Taoiseach still. More than likely. Unless yeah. we run, it's a hung, unless it's a full like hung parliament and we rerun an election. Exactly. There's a chance that this could be a hung parliament, meaning that we'll have to vote again, but it won't be straight away. It might be in like six months. Yep. So it'll be a zombie doyle, which sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, like th- our zombie parliament that doesn't do anything for He's, six months. Yeah. And it would become like acting Taoiseach. He wouldn't actually officially be Taoiseach. He would be like uh, a stand a in Taoiseach, essentially. Because there's no government. Yeah. And the, the existing ministers would continue doing their job, which is weird because yeah. James Riley is minister for children and youth or whatever that one is but he lost his seat and he lost his seat so he's no longer an elected official but he is still like a, a government minister f- until the time that a government is formed which makes sense because you don't want these like ministerial ships to just be sitting there for six months yeah exactly so it, but it's, it's weird so the zombie doyle is a possibility and it's very weird yep so he copied and he, he even pulled out an old uh, quote of the mortal enemy Fianna Fáil yep where he's called, talking about Wingers talking down the economy like Bertie Hearn a very famous quote in Irish politics or he's like, oh, people are whingers and moaners. I don't know what they do with their time. They might as well go kill themselves. He those, said those exact words. Those were his this, words. This is the, the former leader of Fianna Fáil and our, our former prime minister. Yep. Uh, basically suggesting saying, people who talk down the economy should just go off themselves because they have nothing better to do with their lives. Uh, I think his basic premise was that they're, they're anti-Irish and they're anti-prosperity uh, uh, and they just want to just, just, just want to rain in our parade and they should just go kill themselves yep and then the economy collapsed two years later so great job Bertie <laughs> yeah and the final one and this will be on social media as well yep uh, Michael Pixie O'Gorman Ken canvassed you know most people you know release weird songs <laughs> uh, put up election posters videos maybe yep uh, do interviews he wrote his name in the sand in a beach in Kerry he wrote vote Pixie number one with a bunch of weird bubbly circles I don't know yeah, and I, 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 I think there was a, like a strategic error in his approach, because I assume it didn't say Pixie on the ballot. Yeah. So it said Michael O'Gorman, whatever. Yeah, it was Michael O'Gorman, wasn't it? Yeah. It. I assume it said Michael O'Gorman on the ballot. So if it's like if you put vote Pixie, people are like who has that? I was looking for Pixie. <laughs> yeah. There's no female candidate. In my <laughs> There's no weird little fairy thing. But uh, I'm assuming that he thinks he's so well known that, that people will know. Yeah, I've seen people know his nickname. Yeah. Election posters are great though, aren't they? Do you know if he got elected or not? Did it work? No, no idea. <laughs> I should have checked that. I know that I know the Healy Rays got elected in, in one and two in Kerry. Yeah, so we'll give you uh 
Yeah, they're kind of a dynasty, which is probably one of the biggest problems with politics in Ireland. Yep. We we re elected a hoi, for God's sake. Yeah, we we, we, we basically. <laughs> and we, a cowan, I think. I think we let a, a howan and a, a cowan and a hoi back into our government. Yeah, so there's, there was a, a, a family called the Healy Rays in Kerry, yep. if, you're, if you're familiar with Ireland. And uh, Jackie Healy Ray, the father, was like basically in the 70s, he died. While sitting in his oil, there's a famous video of him falling asleep while <laughs> while the government business was going on, and he basically died. He sh- he died shortly after that, actually. And then like you know, like oh, you know, political revolution, you know, giving youth a chance and changing the country for the better. And then his sons both got in. Yep. So it's like if it's not him, it's the sons. And he was famous for like pork barrel politics. It's like what can I get from my area? Exactly. So he got reelected basically by looking after his own patch of turf, and uh, now his sons are in because. They're great boys down there in Kerry, mm. and uh, I could get into that. But it's it's systematic in this country that uh, basically we we think locally, and that's what hurts us. Uh, uh, progressing yeah. as, as you see, country. it's kind of a clash because people are elected to res- uh, represent people on a local basis. That's the way we elect people because we elect uh, politicians in our local uh, area. They go to the Doyle and uh, vote on a Taoiseach, essentially, which is what will happen because even no matter what happens, uh, end. Uh, Michal Martin and uh, Jerry Adams will be placed in front of the Doyle uh, as nominated Taoiseachs and they'll get voted down because they don't have the numbers and then we'll have zombie go- <laughs> zombie Doyle zombie Doyle unless Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael S- zombie parliament sci-fi original movie yeah we should just stop in life and just write these films I know uh, I figured we'd end on election posters yes election posters are great there's a um, there's a trend here in Cork where we're from in the south of Ireland where uh, basically people steal election posters and collect them like Pokemon cards yeah but uh, if you look at some of them it's like how did you okay that poster some of them are the same posters from five years ago when yeah. people failed the first time <laughs> yeah like they took them down and just put them back up again it's like the exact same photo exact same poster like if you look at Mick Finn in Cork South Central who I think got like four or five percent of the vote in the end yeah. his poster made him look confused like, uh? yeah it looked like he was baffled that someone was taking a photo and there was this, another lady from I think the Anti-Austeria Alliance or People for Profit who looked like she just got out of bed yeah she looked like her her candle was lit by, by Zachary Binks in, in freaking Hocus Pocus and she suddenly rolls from the grave that's, what, that's the way she looks in her poster and there's the well, I can't remember his name. There's a, another guy who literally, literally looks like a mob boss. Oh yeah, uh, he actually like got eliminated first in our constituency. Yep. He, like he got like something like 150 votes <laughs> in the whole because uh, this is a constituency of like I think 55,000 voted yeah. out of a potential 90. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. But yeah, he, he looks like he'd put out a hit on you if you didn't vote for him. But yeah, so uh, I, I better look over my shoulder. People like vandalizing them as well. Yep, I saw more than one with liar plastered all over it. <laughs> uh, I prefer to see more creative vandalism like than mustaches. that. Mustaches. I saw one where one did uh, one end the Kenny one, uh, the, the outgoing prime minister, where they well, he could still be prime minister. Uh, where they basically painted over the whole thing like he was like a, a woman like Dame Edna or something <laughs> so they took Edna to an extreme so they, they didn't vandalise it they just made it a piece of art it was really weird yeah. they spent all the time doing that um, yeah basically there's uh, there's a, an element of uh, like a young people thing where people are like gotta catch them all <laughs> uh, and like they collected all the posters yep. so they could have all of them um, another thing people did the last time was for Fianna Fáil the, you know the party that ruined the country yep. they took down their posters because like in Ireland if they're if they're, the poster's still up past a certain time when the election is over you get fined yep. so they took the posters down waited until after the deadline and then they got fined put them back off yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a particular sinister form of so that's, political that's, protest. That's how uh, politics works in Ireland. Yep. And uh, I think uh, I think we talked about politics in the first episode, and now on the thirty second episode. 30, so, so every thirty or so episodes, we'll do yeah, like a political so, episode. Well, well, that's our that's our fill of politics for a good while now. What do you think of the of the general election? If you're from our outside of Ireland, and this is all new and exciting or totally baffling to you let us know on facebook at facebook.com forward slash twskk or on twitter at twskk it's interesting but before we go out it's, it's like i know who trump and Kasich and rubio and and sanders and clinton are yeah and, and it's like if you ask most americans who michael martin was they'd be like who, who? <laughs> I was like, even, is that a Pokemon? Yeah, even Brits. Like, I know who David Cameron is, but they probably know who Enda is. But it's like, who's Enda? Who's who's Neil Martin? Who's who's Joan Burton? We're just a little island that nobody cares about. Yep. There. But uh, are we are you finished? Are you, I'm done. You got all the politics out of your system. Yep. We'll be right back to say goodbye with details on next week's episode. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Okay, our constituents, that's our show for another week. Thank you for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. We do appreciate it and we love having you with us we love every one of you every single one of you we'll mention you by name with all of our hearts we got a, we got a little bit of international listens i'm not sure they're yeah. actual listeners like we had a lot from belgium last week we're big in belgium if you're belgian and you listen hit us on twitter just let us know you're real yeah tell us why you listen to us we're huge in bruges that's what we hear but we just want to confirm it yep but uh you know if you want to if you'd like to continue listening you can download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. We swear this time. Yeah, this was just a, a rare exception due to our extensive general election coverage. You see, we, we were the sole outlet responsible for counting and reporting the results. Exactly. So we had to delay it until we, we, were, we were relatively certain of it. Exactly. And we don't want to give you some inaccurate Or results. at least much <laughs> inaccurate results. But uh, do make sure to book, bookmark the link and subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Um... Speaking of which, why not write us a review on iTunes? Um, if you like the show, it will help us. It will help you. It won't help you, really. But well, and you can rate us five stars. Uh, yeah, and you have or a- four, not three though. Three, three is just stingy. And I think three or lower, just you know, don't bother. It will give you a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Um, on a similar note, if you can wait until next week for more weekend show antics, you can relive snippets of our best bits on YouTube. Just search TWSKK. I swear I'll update that someday. He will. Uh, I mean, he updates it every week. Sure. <laughs> if you're partial to a bit of social media, you can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK or TWSKK even. Whichever one you want, but yeah. you won't find anything at the first one. Yep. Because <laughs> that was gibberish. That was gibberish. It was gibberish. But where can they find us on Twitter? At TWSKK. We were brought to you this week by our sponsor, Crawfish B. Crawfish. Garrett wrote this, so this is what I sounded terrible there go crawfish it's a crawfish running for president of the u.s there there was another animal i can't remember what it was if you i think you were in the script as i was writing this did you see me replace multiple people here i can't really remember yeah because the first person i put in i didn't agree with their their fake policies so i was more in line with crawfish be crawfish's policies so vote crawfish vote crawfish next week or this week now we talk the 2015 academy awards ceremony and ask is the Academy Awards moving with the times or is it being left in the dust? That'll be a wee end show this week. It'll be a wee end show this week, uh, which will end up being the same length as a normal of show. Of course it will. <laughs> but uh, 
I think it's just uh, it's an interesting discussion and it's sure to put up, throw up some controversy, to say the least. So yep. do stay, uh, stick around or stick with us or tune in if you'd like for that and let us know your thoughts. Uh, our theme music, as always, is by the very talented Mr. John. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.